Welcome to the Academy of General Dentistry podcast series featuring Dr. George Schmidt. Each episode features experts in the field of dentistry who share insights and inspiration to help you succeed. Let's get started. Hey, this is Dr. George Schmidt, your host for the AGD podcast series. Welcome back, and we are so excited you could be with us today for our special guest, Dr. Eric Wong. Hey, Eric, how are you? Good. How are you, George? Doing fantastic. So um, Eric is, uh, of course, the trustee from California. And in addition, uh, he has served our organization in so many other capacities, including a member of the PACE Council, PACE Chair, Division Coordinator, and many, many other positions, both nationally and back in California. He's a brilliant guy and a great friend. And again, Eric, thanks for, uh, for coming on the show. So what we're going to talk about today is a really important life-saving concept and a program known as Stop the Bleed. And Eric is a tremendous proponent of this program and one of its biggest advocates. And I had not heard about this until he approached me, but it is so important. So Eric, if you don't mind, can you just tell us in a nutshell how this program came about and, and what it's about? Well, there was a mass disaster that a lot of people heard about. There was a shooting at an elementary school back in December 14, 2012, and that occurred in Newtown, Connecticut. It was known as the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting, and uh, 26 people lost their lives that day. In the aftermath and analyzing what had occurred, they had realized that a lot of people might have been saved if uh, general basics about stopping bleeding, uh, traumatic bleeding had been applied, and it wasn't. So that enraged the, the emergency room uh, staff that were involved, and it started a movement from the College of Surgeons that decided to train lay people on how to stop traumatic bleeding to uh, help with saving lives going forward. So essentially, that's how Stop the Bleed started. And so what they initially. did was, what they did was they put together a, a very concise ABC type program to uh, help train lay people. Is that correct? That is correct, George. So then, um, you know, because a lot of people don't realize that timing is so critical in, you know, and applying techniques to stop these types of uh, traumatic injuries, uh, time is everything. So um, let me ask you this, how did you get involved in this? Well, one of the dentists that I mentor me in my local community uh, let me know about this program and how dentists could be trained and then therefore train others. Uh, anyone actually can be trained from lay personnel, but it just seemed natural for uh, us being healthcare professionals to get this training and to be able to spread the message to our, our peers as well as others in the community. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a few minutes. Um, but I, I, you know, I got to be honest. I, you really need to be commended, since you know, uh, like you said, through the through the American College of Surgeons and folks like yourself, I think nearly two point four million people have been trained in these valuable skills, and you know, a lot of lives can be saved from that. And uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about how that might occur. But I, I also want to uh, mention maybe you can tell us a little bit about you know the state of California just passed some legislation to really give some support to this program. What happened with that? 
it is my understanding that um, our assembly bill 2260, which passed uh, in September of 2022, is the first in the nation to pass legislation that doesn't mandate, but <clears throat> it, it asks for trauma kits to be placed into public buildings as of January 2023. Any public works uh, places that or like airports, you're going to find the stop the bleed kits uh, adjacent to the AED defibrillators that are, are uh, in buildings. So they're they're hoping that having these trauma kits and the training associated with using these kits be deployed to, as you mentioned uh, prior, save more lives in case there is a need to stop uh, any traumatic bleeding that might be encountered. Yeah, so that's a wonderful initiative and hopefully that'll gain some traction, you know, going forward and maybe that can spread, uh, you know, nationally where we can have these kind of resources available when, whenever these unfortunate incidents occur. Um, you know, I was a fortunate to have been trained by you and I know both you and uh, Dr. Bill Kushner have trained many of our AGD leaders. Um, and, and I was so fortunate and thankful for that, but the training is really easy. It's short, it's invaluable. And um, it's, it's something that I think that all of us should look to. Um, talk to us, uh, Eric, walk us through the ABCs of Stop the Bleed. How, what, the, what are the principles behind that? How does it work? Well, it's not meant to, to be like basic life support, but it, like you said, is a very uh, basic, easily learned skill set uh, with algorithms and protocols that are involved when a person might encounter an emergency where significant bleeding occurs. Um, it, it goes through techniques, not so much to train a person for um, accuracy with technique, but I think the algorithms that are uh, in the training <clears throat> show that a person should know what to do in case they encounter an emergency. Also, most people don't know how to use a tourniquet, uh, and, and the training covers that use of tourniquets, which are usually in most stop-the-bleed kits. So I, I think if a person goes to the training, like you said, it's very easy to learn for all lay people. Um, the algorithms are set up. It tells you what to do. It basically shows you how to pack wounds and put compression on on area, areas that might be bleeding, helps you identify areas that are bleeding. It helps you identify where you can use a tourniquet, not use a tourniquet. So basically it's pretty easy to understand, but as you mentioned earlier, George, there are certain things that people don't realize, meaning the average response times for uh, emergency uh, services are, are about anywhere from four to eight minutes. And if you have significant bleeding, you will lose consciousness in a matter of three to five minutes and possibly uh, not live. So if someone's not around to help you with stop the bleed techniques, a lot of people's lives will be lost. So the training does go through all these things and it, it helps people understand how important this is to saving lives. And as you mentioned, I mean, timing is so critical. You said, you know, the average response time is four to eight minutes. And, you know, oftentimes I, I've been in that position where you, you've called for help for something or you've seen it maybe at a ball field or something. And it's, it's longer than that. 
And, you know, like you said, with a significant bleed in just a few short minutes, um, if you don't know the proper techniques, you know, that's going to be a, a, big, a big catastrophic problem. And, and of course, we're healthcare professionals and we're used to bleeding and we're used to seeing wounds and so on and so forth. But that's not really the point of the stop the bleeding training in terms of what we're talking about. We're talking about what you're looking for is to enlist healthcare professionals to become trainers to train the lay people. Is that correct? That's correct. That's what I advocate for. And I thought using my position with the AGD and as well as in, in the community as a dentist, um, I could spread the word by becoming a trainer initially and then training others and letting the other uh, people therefore train others. Meaning what I didn't uh, touch upon, but I'd like to say that is once you are trained and stop the bleed, um, there are two parts. There are a didactic part and a practical part where you'll learn uh, the skill set, then you apply the skill sets of stop the bleed techniques. Uh, once you do both parts, you yourself can also train others as well as uh, enlist yourself in the stop the bleed uh, instructor portal to become an official trainer as you have george and and so there's there's we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here but and i'll come back to this but there's a lot of valuable resources that you can have access to once you become a trainer but and i'm going to come to that in a minute eric but let so in terms of the abcs of stop the bleed um, obviously as you mentioned there's compression and packing the wound and, and tourniquets and a lot of people have misconceptions about tourniquets right um, and how they can be applied and when they could be applied. Can you just touch on that a little bit for us? Yeah, um, of course, tourniquets have limited use, but when they're needed, they can definitely uh, aid in, in a major way to saving a life. Uh, tourniquets are applied usually with major injuries in limbs, um, arms, legs. Of course, you can't put it uh, in on your torso or around your neck or anything like that. But Stop the Bleed does help people identify areas that the tourniquet would be effective. And I think a lot, I think some part of the training also uh, helps the, the lay person um, become, I don't want to say comfortable, more comfortable in that circumstance, but, um, you know, gives them some direction in terms of how they might react. So uh, really fantastic. Um, you know, I was, I was very pleased and surprised when I went through the training. And again, like I said, it's not long, very valuable. And as you said, Eric, there's so many, we have the ability to reach out to so many people as dentists that um, I, I do think there's some great value in this. So um, how can people get involved? If someone wanted to learn more about the training or go through the training, what do they have to do? The best way to do this is uh, to go to the Stop the Bleed website, which is stopthebleed.org. So it's one word, stopthebleed.org. And at that website, all the resources are available. Um, one can attain didactic training from that website, even if they choose to do so. But the best way to get training, I would say, is to access that website and find a course that is near you. And you can attend that course and learn all the skills needed for Stop the Bleed. It just so happens I'm trying on my own grassroots level 
and with the AGD to provide that training throughout uh, the country as this goes forward. My hopes are that I can get some of my peers to be more involved like yourself and then become trainers and spread spread that message. And it doesn't have to be just a dentist. I'm hoping that dentists take the opportunity to become community leaders and volunteering their services. Um, it's a good way to showcase a person's uh, commitment to community service. Uh, I think that sheds a different light on dentists and makes us community leaders when we do these kinds of projects. I just think that we can provide the training to both our staff and our families and uh, people that we know. And I think through that grassroots level, I'm just taking our profession of dentistry and trying to push that forward with this stop the bleed message. Because as far as I know, there's not another dental organization that has taken this as as strongly as I feel it should be. So I'm just doing my part, George. Absolutely. Yes, you are, Eric. And uh, and again, like I said, yeah, you really, really need to be commended for that. And, uh, you know, some people might, you mentioned training. Some people, you know, we're all pressed for time and, and, and things like that. And, but, but some of this is available online, right? You can do a component of this uh, online as a tutorial, if I'm not mistaken, and then do a hands-on component. Is that, is that correct? Yes, I, th I think doing the two together, as you mentioned, that way, um, of course, there's different, different ways, different modes of getting the training, and you're just hitting on one of them. You can do the didactic training, perhaps online, and then get the practical portion face-to-face, uh, -face, or you can do this in total uh, at one place, get the didactics as well as the practical. So you're right. There are different ways to get the training. And then once someone does get the training, and again, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, you know, that because we're healthcare professionals and we have a healthcare background, that automatically, um, maybe not automatically, but that qualifies someone to become a trainer, um, right? Correct. It, 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 on the portal, it identifies certain professions that are more qualified to do do the training dentistry happens to be being a dentist happens to be one of those professions so there are many professions that are qualified to to do the training but with that said you know uh, anybody can give the training and do the training but dentists just happen to be one of the more qualified professions to do this and so once you do that, once you're identified as a trainer, then I, I imagine you're listed on a site somewhere as someone who's qualified to train. And if someone wanted to, in their own community, their own neighborhood, it's like you said, as a community service, set up a training program, how do they do that? How does that work? Well, there are certain things that you need um, to provide the training, certain props and so forth. But there, th this is easily done and it can be done at uh, a price point where it's it's not prohibitive to to provide the training. So once you're training, you'll see all the props and what's needed. I think a person that's committed to this kind of stop the bleed training can easily become an advocate like I am to do this training. And as you are now, um. It's not that hard to do if that's what you're getting at. It's very easy to do, and the, the training is invaluable. I just I just think uh, I tried to touch on this earlier, 
it's not so much teaching someone the exact skill set, but when when you're encountering an emergency where there might be traumatic bleeding, knowing what to do is half the game, if not more, you know, just knowing what to do already. Uh, so you don't have to to think about or, or have any panic. You, you'll you'll know what to do and you'll control the situation. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, some of the some of the listeners might be thinking, well, you know, as as horrible as that is, it's it's not that all that often it well, some may argue it is too often but it's not all that often you encounter these kind of scenarios but really this applies to far more than you know what you characterize like a sandy hook type scenario or something like that because right really it could be an auto accident that you come upon or someone comes upon it could be at home on the job a lot of scenarios really apply to this training right uh for instance you're you're so correct george uh, one of my trainers that provided me my initial training, she's an emergency room nurse, and she was talking about uh, being at a, a place where she was skiing and somebody, it was early in the season, so there wasn't as much snow as, as you would expect, and someone slipped and basically had a head injury where they severed uh a major part of their scalp and she knew exactly what to do she just went there and asked her husband to go to their car get her emergency kit and she kept pressure on that area until the emergency response arrived and she helped control that situation just knowing what to do yeah you can encounter these things at any time it, it can be in your neighborhood uh, like you said at sporting events maybe at places of worship um, schools, work, anywhere. The skill set is is invaluable. The way I feel. And the more people that are exp it, right? exactly, and the more people that are exposed to this, the more people that have this training. I mean, uh, many, many more lives would be saved. I'm, I'm positive of that. Um, right. Going back to the resources, you know, uh, in the training, um, there's powerpoints available, right? There's kits that are available. I know that you are so involved in this that you even created your own training kit at a reduced cost, right? To help right. train others. So there's a lot of different things right. that you can do. So if you decide yes. to do the training, you're not out on your own, right? You've got a right. lot of support it. Right. And there's also posters and things like that. Um, there's even an app that you can download, Stop the Bleed, and it will guide you as what to do if you have an emergency even. Uh, so that's something I had just downloaded onto my my phone recently. I didn't share with you, George, but I'm sharing it with you right now. Fantastic. Well, you know, Eric, I mean, again, um, I, I really applaud you for your efforts and, you know, trying to bring this forward. So what's your goal with all this? What do you want to see in the future in terms of Stop the Bleed? Not only in terms of the program in general, but let's say with the AGD, how, how do you think the AGD can become more involved in this and push this forward? Well, I really feel the reason why I was advocating so strongly for it recently, once I learned about it myself and got trained, is that I think that the AGD is an organization in which we're involved with learning to begin with at our at our, our at our foundation. So why not have something as fundamental as this be incorporated into our learning? And I think we're in uh, every state. And now we're international, we're in different countries. Um, we have the ability, the bandwidth, and the networking to actually push my grassroots level 
with what I can do as an individual myself, you know, to, to have this outreach. Uh, I'm hoping to get this in every region, every component of the AGD. And I'm hoping if we can have a network of dentists that, that become trainers and, like I said, spread the message by training others and then therefore having them train others, I can impact uh, the communities at large in a great way with all I can do with who I am. That's all I know how to do because I'm a dentist and I'm involved with the AGD. And it's just my way of trying to push this initiative. That's, that's how I feel. Yeah, that's fantastic. And this is not just a um, a program here in the States, because I did also read when I was doing some research for this, that this this concept uh, is packaged up and was taken into the conflict in Ukraine. And a lot of the folks over there have some of the, you know, uh, actors and actresses in, in your area, Hollywood area, um, you know, have made some community service announcements about Stop the Bleed and, and they're actually running it over there. So, you know, uh, our hopes is that you know, that's going to, that's going to really save some lives over there. But I think you made a big step, Eric, in, in getting the leadership of the AGD involved. I know, like I said, you and Bill Kushner had trained a number of the leaders and, and hopefully that will give us some more traction as this moves forward. Yeah. And Dr. Bruce Cassis is also a, a, a great advocate. He is of course, uh, one of our past presidents a couple of years ago, he's taken a, a really strong stance in has supported me as you have, um, as well as encouraged me to to keep on going, as well as you know doing your own part uh, in in your in your areas. Fantastic, Eric. So you know, again, I I really just want to thank you for coming on the program and you know talking about this really important uh, project and concept. If you don't mind, can you just share one more time? how people can get involved, what the website is, and if you don't mind also your personal contact information in case someone wants uh, to know a little bit more about this and wants to have more of a personal discussion. Right. So basically, uh, you can go and access most of this information, all of it actually, at stopthebleed.org. That's the website. All the information and content you might need is in there. The, the way that people can get involved in their own areas is I would I would access the training, get the training, and then I encourage those that got the training to become trainers, register themselves in the instructor portal at the Stop the Bleed website so that everything is, is made official. And, and there's, like you had mentioned before, a vast... Uh, there's a lot of resources there for instructors to help people get started and to to show them how to to lead a course as for my my contact information you can reach me at eric e-r-i-c terry that's t-e-r-r-i wong w-o-n-g at comcast.net so it's eric terry wong at comcast.net and I'd be glad to help anyone get started with this or answer any questions that might be uh, requested of me. So That's I thank you for this opportunity, George, to talk about Stop the Bleed. Well, Eric, I thank you for coming on. I mean, you're so passionate about this subject. It's so important. And if we can just help save one life, uh, you know, it makes it all the worthwhile. And so, again, I thank you for coming on. 
Uh, it's been a great conversation and hopefully we can, uh, we can push this, uh, this concept forward. I'd also like to thank uh, our producer, Kristen Gover, communications director for AGD. If you like what you've heard, please like and subscribe to our channel. You can always find us on the AGD app. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or suggestions, contact us at news at So thanks again, and we'll see you next time.